0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, I'd I'd like to tell you that, man, you're never going to believe what happened yesterday with the tyrannical, totalitarian, soon-to-be communist Democrats, if we're not there already, and what they polled yesterday on Capitol Hill. I'd like to say you're never going to believe it, but you will believe it because it's totally unsurprising But still kind of shocking. What am I talking about? Stay tuned. I'll get into that. I just want to tell you, we are walking into really, really unprecedented, dangerous territory. I also want to talk to you about a great article I read about a great author, Thomas Sowell, and the reasons we are where we are and why I think we're going down a really, really dangerous path. This is going to be an important show. It's going to be a deep show, but it's worth your time. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your online activity today from prying eyeballs. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Uh, Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Joe, it is Friday, so we, of course, have to do the uh, traditional Friday greeting, even in tough times, to keep our spirits up. So please, Joe, let us have it before I get to our sponsor. It's Friday! Yeah, we've done that for now. What three straight years? Even in Attila's gym up in New Jersey, (laughs) even though we're in really perilous times. I remember that. I always say in Joe's worst 1960s game show voice. We always appreciate it. All right, uh, let me get to it. Today's show. You hear him at the beginning of every show. Our friends at ExpressVPN. Listen, does it make sense that the same company who controls half of online retail also passively eavesdrops on your private conversations at home? Huh. What about the idea that a single company controls 90% of internet searches, runs your email service, and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone? That doesn't sound good. Big tech is more powerful than most countries are. That's a fact. And they profit by exploiting your personal data. It's time to put a layer of protection between your online activity and these big tech juggernauts. That's why we use ExpressVPN right here. Think about how much of your life is on the internet. All of it. Every site you visit, video you watch, message you send, it's tracked and mined. When you run ExpressVPN on your device, the software hides your IP address, something big tech uses to personally identify you. So ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network. We love it. It's easy to use. Just download the app on your phone or your computer. Tap a button. You're protected. They do it all without slowing down your internet connection. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET and Wired. Stop handing your personal data to these big tech juggernauts that mine your activity and sell it. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me safe online. Don't go anywhere without it. Visit expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get three extra months free. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino right now to learn more. All right, Joe. Let's get Damn, All right, it worked. Baby. All right, there was a little debate before <laughs> yes, the show if we'd have to use the Kenny Bell with the Kenny Bell wrench, even though the guys are, but there we go. Joe comes through good and the clutch. His mouse wasn't working out. All right, so let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are walking into extremely dangerous territory. I've been warning you now for a long time. I've been warning you in a hyper-attentive mode for the last two weeks that the thicket we're walking into um, is extremely dangerous. We now have what are perceived by liberals, not by sane people as mainstream commentators, they're not, they're psychopaths, but by, perceived by liberals as mainstream commentators on Twitter, Facebook, and elsewhere, calling for extreme censorship, the evaporation of civil liberties, re-education facilities for Trump voters, uh, worse than book burning, not even getting books printed. As I always say with book burning, at least you print them first, then you burn them. They don't even want books printed. They want Fox News taken off the air. Um, they want people put in jail by domestic spying units spying on you. None of this is a joke. None of this is hyperbolic for effect. It's actual, it's actually happening right now. We are in a dangerous spot. I want to focus on two things right now, evaporating civil liberties and what the growing support by what used to be ACLU supporting liberals. That's now evaporated, growing support for a police state. When I say growing support, it's always been there. It's now flowering and spilling over where. Elected Democrats, who were once perceived as sane people, that's all gone, are now openly calling for a police state and investigations of all their political opponents, perceived perceived and real. We already know they supported the spying operation on Donald Trump, Spygate. So we know the left is an anti-civil liberties, police state, authoritarian um, enterprise of communists and Soviets. We already know that, but now it's getting worse. What do I mean? So I want to focus on two things, the dangerous territory. Again, the civil liberties we have evaporating slowly but surely and the now growing support on the left for a police state. What do I mean? Folks, the January 6th events obviously were a disaster. A disaster. But it's now crystal clear because, again, there are no principles at stake. The principles are all agreed on. I shouldn't say there were no principles at stake. That's actually imprecise. Precision matters in language. There were no principles in dispute is a better way to say it. There were no principles in dispute. January 6th and the storming of the Capitol was a disaster. There's no, nobody arguing. No, no, this was a great thing for Americans. There's nobody saying that. Okay, nobody, nobody. So the principles are not in dispute. So if the principles aren't in dispute, what is the left disputing with us? Um, What they're doing is they're taking an incident and using it now as a pretext to start other fights unrelated to this. They're pushing now and using December 6th, or January 6th, excuse me, as a pretext to start a mass domestic spying on their political opponents. Mm. And you see people like Paul Krugman, um, noted ridiculosity and absurdity, um, the, the one winner of the Nobel Prize who completely discredited the Nobel Prize for the rest of its existence, Paul Krugman, Um, Actually on social media now, wondering like, my gosh, you know, we had this now relatively peaceful inauguration of now President Joe Biden. And what happened to the threats of a mass attack on the Capitol, Joe, by millions of deranged Trump supporters who we should all be spying on? Krugman's like, what happened, man? What happened? There were no arrests. In contrast, by the way, to Trump's inauguration, Joe, I remember, I think we were down there, where there were tons of arrests. There were windows being broken, cars being set apart. None of that, none of that, none of that happened with Biden. None of that happened despite the the threats there was going to be a mass storming of Washington, D.C. by millions of angry Trump flag wavers. What happened? Well, let's check this out. Here's a Krugman tweet asking the exact same thing. Krugman, noted leftist nut job. So what happened to the insurrection? Maybe I'm jinxing it, but the wave of violence many expected didn't materialize before or on election day. There were hardly any demonstrators. Where did all the rage go? Then he goes on to suggest, oh, they were just all carriage. Well, Glenn Greenwald, who's one of the few honest journalists left. Again, this guy, Glenn Greenwald is is on the left side of the political. He's not a conservative on the left side of the political spectrum, not the right. He says, oh gosh, Paul, basically, I hope this didn't mean the magnitude of the threat has been wildly exaggerated for political gain, media excitement and ratings, censorship orgies and laying the foundation for a new fear driven domestic war on terror to control politics and information. Thank you, Glenn Greenwald, (laughs) for being one of the few honest individuals left. I don't share much in common with Glenn Greenwald and his politics but I deeply appreciate him having the guts to actually stand up and say, hey, it sounds like a lot of what we've been told about. This mass movement of millions of angry Trump supporters engaged in a mass insurrection to storm the inauguration and take down Washington DC. Weird how not one of them showed up. Crazy. Must've been the most disorganized insurrection in human history. That's not to absolve anyone of responsibility on the January 6th event either. Those are separate entities, obviously. As I said, there are no principles in dispute there. But isn't it weird how we were all hyped up? Remember that, Joe? We're all hyped up. There's going to be a mass storming of the country. We need 72 million National Guard troops to defend the country. Folks, listen. Again, my prior line of work. I was directly involved in the first inauguration of Barack Obama. I was the agent responsible for the portion of the inaugural parade route where Obama gets out. The photos are there, right on my wall, right there, where Obama's waving. It's not that I don't have experience with this. I'm telling you, my inside sources were like, "Mm, this security threat of mass hundreds of thousands of Trump supporters storming the Capitol was all kind of made up. Well, why would you make that up? Why would you do that? Why would leftists, Krugman, and others, and leftists now—now now Krugman's all surprised, by the way, about this. Why would leftists and media outlets? Why would they suggest that there's going to be a mass storming and insurrection, millions of MAGA hat wearers, red hat wearing people storming the Capitol? Why would they suggest that? Maybe as a pretext to start exactly what I said, prong two. Well, that's actually prong 1 and prong 2 of what we're talking about. For the evaporation of your civil liberties and second, to institute police state spying on all their political opponents. Well, it didn't take long. It didn't take long. You know, I don't get much time during the day to relax ever anymore. That's all right. It's no pity party, life is tough. Move on, thicken up your skin, move on. Horse blinders, or horse blinkers as that guy told me. But it didn't take long. For Democrats up on Capitol Hill to abuse their new positions of authority to go full police state, full tyrant, full xenophobe and full bigot too what they're doing that. Look at this article, the post millennial James Anthony. This will be in the show notes. And let me tell you something. You need to read this stat. Please subscribe to my show notes. I need you to do that so I can communicate with you. I don't know how long we'll be able to do that. Do it by going to Bongino.com slash newsletter, and you can read this piece. Post-millennial. This is actually a congresswoman, get, since she's not a senator. So New York Democrat congresswoman demands the FBI investigate parlor for domestic terrorism. <laughs> I'm working out downstairs. I get no time to relax at all. I just... My only time to relax is when my heart rate's at 185 and I'm like tearing through a set of deadlifts, supersetting them with Tabata elliptical sprints. That's my relaxation because it's all I get. And this comes over. I get a text from a friend of mine at the Washington Examiner. Hey, um, we're looking for a comment on Representative uh, Carolyn Maloney calling for an FBI investigation of Parler. Folks, none of this surprises me. I told you none of this was going to end. You know, I was on Hannity last night telling you, and I'll say it again here because I mean it. If you believe we live in a free country, then you're probably a liberal or the media. We don't live in a free country anymore. The country as you knew it is dead as a doornail. Doesn't mean we can't bring it back. We can resurrect it. But if you think you're free, Free to assemble, free to do business, free from government spying, free to speak, free to engage in interstate commerce, if you believe that, you're not a conservative. Because if you're a conservative, you know that the opposite is true. A company, I am an investor in Parler. It is now being suggested by a powerful member of Congress, a chairwoman of a powerful committee, I believe it's Oversight suggesting that the fbi investigate parlor wait till you hear about the reasons this is classic we are now living in a police state we i'm I, i would not be remotely surprised given the fecklessness of the fbi director who i don't fear at all i don't fear at all the worst mistake you can make in a burgeoning police state is fear you have to speak boldly and proudly I can't stand Christopher Ray. He's been absolutely feckless. He should have resigned a long time ago. I'm sure it'll only be a matter of time before one of his guys knocks on my door. But guys, seriously and ladies, God bless you. I was a federal agent. I respect what you do. I'm just telling you right now, don't bother knocking on my door. I have nothing to say. If you bring a warrant, I have to let you in. Not interested in causing you any problems. I'm just suggest don't knock on my door. Not interested. If you're looking for some voluntary cooperation, because I just don't trust you. And I have a basis in not trusting you. General Mike Flynn thought trusting you was a good idea, too, and found himself nearly going to prison, which I will get to today. So you're now investigating. Wait till you hear the reason. So let's go to this post millennial piece. Let's hear reason number one, which borderlines on absolute absurdity. And there's a reason I brought up Glenn Greenwald in the beginning of this, too. Maloney, Carolyn Maloney, xenophobic bigot, and by the way, an Islamophobe too. Yes, I'll say that. I'll I'll get to why in a minute. Democrat totalitarian Soviet Carolyn Maloney writes, quote, I added those ads. That's not from the Post Millennial, as you can see if you're watching on Rumble. I'm writing to request that as part of its comprehensive investigation of January 6th, the FBI conduct a robust examination of the role that the social media site parlor played in the assault including as a potential facilitator of planning and incitement related to violence as a repository of key evidence posted by users on its site and a potential conduit for foreign governments who may be financing civil unrest in the United States. You know, the only problem with that is Glenn Greenwald did an exhaustive analysis of the planning of the January 6th disaster. And Glenn Greenwald, an actual journalist, found that most of the planning was done on Facebook and Twitter. So it's kind of weird that a xenophobic bigot, Islamophobe like Carolyn Maloney, that's what she is, a disgrace to Congress and humankind and the cosmos where other sentient beings might exist. It's strange that Carolyn Maloney, police state totalitarian Soviet, would single out Parler. Gee, why would that be? Because conservatives tend to post on Parler? It's not a conservative platform. It's a free speech platform, but conservatives happen to like it. Is that why? They, so now we're going, we're sicking the FBI, who I'm sure Christopher Ray, by the way, Joe, will absolutely accommodate her. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. Parlor, yeah. conservatives, we'll go after them, just like we went after Trump. No problem, no problem no. man. Yeah, no problem at all. I'm, as I said on Hannity last night, I'll tell you again, I'm expecting a knock on the door. Again, show your badges. Like, Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You want coffee? I'll bring you out a coffee, whatever you want. You need a drink, some water's in the garage. I have nothing to say. End the story. Not because we have anything. I just don't trust you because this whole thing is made up. I can give you the inside scoop on Parlor because I know. So here's screenshot number two from the post-millennial piece where we see the absolute ridiculosity of their first read. So Carolyn Maloney, xenophobic, uh, Islamophobic bigot who wants to target parlor. You may be saying, why do you keep saying it? Oh, I'll get to it. Doesn't seem to be aware of this little fact from the post-millennial quote. They're citing Glenn Greenwald here in the millennial piece. Of the first 13 people arrested by the FBI in connection with the event at the Capitol, a total of, of how many, Joe? Oh, Where active users are parlor Zero. zero. Zero, zero, as in the absence of value. The overwhelming amount of planning for that event, the overwhelming amount of advocacy for people to go there and breach the Capitol was done on, what does that say, Parlor? No, it says Facebook and on YouTube and on Twitter, Greenwald asserted. Wow, that's really strange. So why would Carolyn Maloney, xenophobic bigot, uh, why would she target Parlor? Because she's a totalitarian Soviet, that's why. Quote, Again, by Greenwald. This is one of the ironies, is that Google is one of the monopolies that wants to police our discourse and control our thinking and rule our politics. They also kicked Parler off its app store at the exact time Parler had gone to number one. Google, the same people who own YouTube, where Greenwald is stating the majority of the planning for January 6th happened. That's really weird. Yet Carolyn Maloney wants Parler investigated and not Google. What? Isn't that strange? I just don't get it. Maybe I'm too stupid. Well, what else were Carolyn Maloney's xenophobic, bigot, Islamophobe Carolyn Maloney, disgraced to humankind, the cosmos, the country, her neighbors, friends, and anyone else who knows her? What else were her reasons? She says at the end, well, Parler may be cooperating with a foreign government. Let me be crystal clear to you right now that if this woman was not in Congress, Because she's protected by what she says, by her position to some extent. We would absolutely take legal action against her. She entirely is making that up. Here's what she's basing it on. Now you want to know why she's a bigoted, Islamophobic, xenophobe? And she is. I'm not playing, oh, let's play leftist games. No, she actually is. Joe, her reasons for claiming parlors some. Foreign government stooge or whatever didn't we he hear we heard that before about Donald Trump yeah. too sounds like the collusion hoax mm-hmm. number two here's the reasons get a load of this Joe get ready for it this is serious on, bro be prepared brace yourself have your nitro pills ready to go <laughs> Elizabeth coming for you one of our executives at the company hold on his wife is Russian. <laughs> What? Take your pills. Take your I'll pills. be back. Take your pills. I can't I can't lose you, buddy. We've got enough health issues going on here. It'll <laughs> be Joe's going to get us. Do I have any, usually I have prescription bottles everywhere. This is the one day I don't have Okay. You okay? Yeah. Deep breath. Deep breath. Control. Center. Set center uh, yourself. God. Thanks, buddy. Whew. That's it. That's I'm i you see my eyes welling up because it's I'm not crying out of despair. I'm crying because this is so hilarious that these people are so stupid. And yet leftists now leftists will support this total maniac, totalitarian Soviet in Congress. So she's demanding Parler be investigated despite no evidence whatsoever they had anything to do with the January 6th attack on the Capitol and that YouTube, uh, Google that owns YouTube, Twitter and Facebook did. So that's just strange, number one. And secondly, she says, yeah, and they may be colluding with a foreign government because one of the executive's wife is a Russian. That sounds really xenophobic to me because it is, because she's a bigot and a buffoon. Buffoon. You can investigate me next. Go right ahead. Like I said, I have absolutely no fear. Anxiety about it, yes. Fear, no. If I feared it, I wouldn't be talking about it. Anxiety every day. You've caused me a lot of that. Congratulations. On that front, you win. On the fear front, where you think you're going to dissuade me or stop me or put an obstacle in front of me from speaking the truth, you can plant one on my caboose, because that ain't going to happen. Now, not only is one of our executives' wife uh, Russian, their family happens to be poor in russia matter of fact i was sent a picture of the in-laws uh in russia their home one of them the grandfather has an outhouse joe you know an outhouse the hallmark of all wealthy folks of yeah. course in hock to the russian government an outhouse they always have those that's her claim i bring up uh, they're islamophobic hey you know that's this is because the the wife, the, the executive whose wife is Russian, their family, the family members happen to be Muslim too. So just to be clear, you're now, you're stigmatizing now this this woman, by the way, the wife of an executive reporter who has nothing to do with the daily operations of the company at all. Because she was born in Russia. Her family lives, they're, 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 by our standards, very poor in Russia. And because they're Muslim, I thought we, I thought we weren't doing that. I, th- I, thought we were, I thought we were a country that judged people by their character. Not Maloney. Maloney is a xenophobic, Islamophobic bigot. And I'll expect the ACLU and all liberals, all liberals, liberals out there who love identity politics and, and claim victim status everywhere. I'm expecting you to speak out today and ask Carolyn Maloney. I'm putting this out there now. To produce a shred of evidence whatsoever that the Islamophobic, xenophobic, bigoted comments against the wife of an executive of our company and her family produce a shred of evidence that anything you said about them being in cahoots with the Russian gun produce a shred of evidence that any of that is actually true. She can't. I know she can't. And I have to tell you, I credit the other executives. I am not an executive at the company. I am an investor. It's different. I don't work. I don't take a paycheck from Parler. I want to be crystal clear. I've never cashed. and I've never taken $1 from Parler, not a single cent. That's a fact. I don't speak for the company sometimes on my show. Sometimes when I'm asked for a comment, I do. Today, I'm speaking on my own behalf, not on behalf of Parler. The executives of the company have been restrained in this, very restrained in their comments, not me and I'm speaking for myself. John, who's the CEO whose wife has been attacked, has handled this with grace and dignity. Grace and dignity you can never, ever expect from hack, xenophobic, bigot, disaster, disgraceful human beings, like the absolutely disgusting Carolyn Maloney and what she did. As I said, if she wasn't a lawmaker, I can almost guarantee you there'd be legal action served against her and she would lose. Gross. All right, um, on a positive, I want to move on. I want to. I got some other stuff to talk about, too. How some in the media are starting to detect a big problem here, ladies and gentlemen. They're starting to realize, right, some, very few, but Greenwald and others, even at Politico, are starting to realize that if the media doesn't put a stop to this totalitarian march towards anti-civil liberties, evaporation of civil liberties in a police state, we're going to be in real trouble. Some in the media are waking up. I'll show you the evidence of that in a minute. And uh, before I get to my next spot, Helix, I just want to quickly... Thank you. Uh, you are, you really warm my heart. I mean that, folks. I don't mean to, again, be dramatic here, but my daughter came on the show yesterday and, and asked you to help support a charity effort she's running in her school for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We put the link in yesterday's show notes, show, what is it, 1440. There's a link to uh, make charitable donations to the Lymphoma and Le- uh, Leukemia Society. Honestly, folks, I said, listen, I knew you were all great. I said, Isabel, my audience is fantastic. They'll always come through. The amount of money you donated is staggering. I honestly can't even give you a number because it's, it's gonna be in the six figures soon. Thank you. You're really amazing. And despite all the, you know, trials and anxiety of the last three, four weeks and the fights and everything, you know, I wake up every day actually feeling sometimes really good because I know I've got you guys and ladies out there. You're just amazing. I know it's tough. You gotta go click on a link. It's a tough time financially. You're gonna have donated six figures to help people with this dreaded disease, leukemia, these both of them, and lymphoma. Amazing. My daughter's school is just stunned. Stunned. And candidly, so was I. You, I knew you were awesome, but your awesomeness, I didn't appreciate your level of awesomeness. Um, And I should have until yesterday. Your amount of money you donated was staggering. Thank you. All right, let me get to my second sponsor. Speaking of sleep, (laughs) really needed them. Helix Sleep is a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete, matches your body type and sleep preferences the perfect mattress for you. Here's a serious question. Why buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you get a mattress that's perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody's unique. Helix knows that. They have tons of mattresses to choose from. They have soft, medium, firm mattresses, great for cooling you down if you're a hot sleeper like me, even a Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. I took the quiz. I was matched with the famous Midnight Lux. I say famous because it's famous in my house because I wanted something to felt firm. You know, I have this really crappy arthritis, so the firm mattress actually helps me, it gives me a lot of support. I love it. It's been awesome getting all those unboxing videos from so many of you bought the Helix mattress of your dreams, unboxed it, slept on it, sent me emails saying, Dan, aces. I knew it. So if you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz order of the mattress you've been matched to. Get it, comes right to your front door for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. Helix is terrific, but don't take my word for it. They were ordered the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Go today, don't wait. You're on a mattress, what, eight hours a night, get the best one. Helix sleep.com slash Dan. Take their two minute quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress. Give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10 year warranty. Ten years. You get to try it out for a hundred nights risk free. Give it a try. You're not, they'll pick it up for you. If you don't love it, you will. I'm not even worried about that, but they will pick it up if you don't like it. Helix also offers exclusive discounts for military first responders, teachers, and students. Helix is offering up to $200 off. It's a big savings, all mattress orders, and and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan, H-E-L-I-X, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Go today. You won't regret it. All right. Thanks, Helix. Hey, Just a, a bit of news that broke earlier today. Uh, so Nancy Pelosi will send the articles of impeachment over to the Senate, triggering a trial, an uh, an embarrassment sham joke of a, an impeachment trial in the Senate for a president that is no longer president uh, probably sometime next week. It's is a total joke. And any Republican that votes for this should be instantaneously primary, should instantaneously have a primary opponent announced and lined up and ready to go. Anyone, anyone, I don't care who you are. It's a joke and an embarrassment. OK, getting back to this how some in the media, like Greenwald and others, are starting to detect a problem, Joe. The media, a fair media, and listen—I, I, you know—I I don't. Uh, Buy or beware here. If you listen to my show, you know that I've always been a defender of the media and a free, open. There's no positive outcome to using government officials to suppress them. None. And you may say, Dan, the media lie. They always lie. But the counter to lies is truth and more media, not government tyranny ever. That's a leftist thing, not mine. There are some in the media starting to wake up to this now. Greenwald and others like, hey, there's a big problem here. The problem is twofold. If a free and fair media ecosystem entirely collapses, which it is now, there's no truth at very few outlets putting out factual information anymore. I mean, CNN and MSNBC are a total joke. It's full-time left-wing propaganda. We get that. No need to even repeat it. The problem with that is twofold. Number one, corruption and tyranny flourish with a lack of accountability. Obviously, it's tautological, isn't it? What do corruptocrats and tyrants hate the most? Being exposed is corruptocrats and tyrants. That's why Twitter suppressed the Corrupt Biden family story in the New York Post about them taking payoffs from China. It would have affected the election. Donald Trump would probably be president now if the Hunter Biden story had gone mainstream. Corrupt people love suppressing and pushing the beach ball under the water, evidence of their corruption. It's why the Chinese government doesn't allow a free and fair press. It's why Russia doesn't allow a free and fair press. It's why Russia just arrested Alexei Navalny, exposed their corruption. Tyrants hate sunlight. That's how they flourish. They'll kill you, torture you, imprison you, bankrupt you, humiliate you and your family. And with a free and fair media, that's hard to do that. But what happens when a free and fair media plays into the game and actually encourages government suppression of a free and fair media? That's what's happening right now. You have people at the PP Tape Network, CNN actually suggesting with a straight face. (coughs) Getting nervous about this cough thing, I have to tell you. They found some like stuff on my line. It's like weird me out. But you have people at CNN actually suggesting that Fox News be somehow censored or said, do you believe this? This is actually happening. So problem number one, corruption and tyranny flourish. When you don't have a free and fair media, and flourish even more when you have an activist hack media fully in line with totalitarian goals, which is suppressing dissent. The second part, though, and why they're worried, why some in the media are worried about, they're worried about the corruption, obviously, but secondly, they're worried about the trust in media being almost gone. It's interesting how much left-wing media types talk almost exclusively about living in a post-fact society, misinformation campaigns, left-wing media that are actively involved in misinformation campaigns themselves. Therefore, trust in the media, I showed you the poll yesterday, is at an all-time low. Only 44% believe the media tells us the truth. You saw that poll I discussed in yesterday's show? Well, there are some people getting worried about it. Check this article out. I rarely put a political piece up in the show notes, but this one's worth your time. It's not a big, like, ah, Trump is the greatest. It's not any. This is a very sober piece, pun intended, given the title, by a Jack Schaefer. I've never met the man in my life. Politico, how about a little sobriety, please? At a time when large portions of the country think mainstream media is a tool of the left, perhaps it's time to tone down the Biden adulation. Do you think? Folks, even Politico is starting to get concerned that we're living in a society right now of activists and misinformation where you can't even rely on supposed mainstream media fact-based journalists to tell you the truth anymore. And if they don't question the Biden administration, which they won't, won't that allow the the known corruption in this family to flourish as it did before? Let's go to exhibit one of how the media environment is totally collapsing and even some media folks are starting to worry about this. Let's go to this Fox News story. What did I tell you a month ago? A month ago. Actually, before the election, I think I told you. What did I warn you about the vaccine? that the Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed accomplishment is one of the greatest in the history of the modern presidency to get three vaccines, two up and running, and a third in the pipeline up and running in record time. So what did I tell you? The Biden administration was never going to be able to take that away, I told you, if they won. So what they would do is they would nail the Trump administration, say, the distribution of the vaccine was a total... Did I not tell you? Regular listeners, do you remember? Here we go. CNN, mouthpiece of the Biden administration, full-time Biden administration appears employees right now. CNN ripped his Biden PR shop after scoop that he inherited no vaccine distribution plan for Trump. Mainstream outlets panned CNN's anonymously sourced story is, quote, not true. This is in foxnews.com. So a report, I believe it was MJ Lee at CNN, got a scoop from another anonymous source, Joe, you know how serious they are, saying, hey, just like I told you, the Trump administration left us no vaccine distribution plan, which is really weird because like something like 30 million people have been vaccinated and they're on pace right now at 900,000 vaccinations a day to do 100 uh, million vaccinations in 100 days. That sounds like, didn't Biden just, it sounds like something Trump was already doing. Yeah, But no, no, no. CNN got a scoop that there's no distribution plan, Joe. Vaccines are getting dumped in the ocean, whatever oh. they're being dropped off of planes in the middle of volcanoes, Joe versus the volcano style. <laughs> That's what Trump was doing. He's taking the vaccine. Trump personally is hiding them in Mar-a-Lago. Weird. There was no mm. distribution. But CNN's got the scoop, Joe. Weird. Weird then how all these people got inoculated. So from the Fox News piece, CNN joke of a network clown show also reported, quote, that the Biden administration has promised to try to turn the COVID-19 pandemic around and drastically speed up the pace of vaccinating Americans against the virus. Oh, okay. Biden has called for vaccinating 100 million Americans in the first 100 days of his administration, which would be a million per day. Yet Bloomberg business data indicates that rate had already been reached as Trump left, left office. We're doing a lot of facial hair scratching these days. So CNN's exclusive scoop, just to be clear, how we're living in a misinformation age, is that the Trump administration left them no plan to distribute. This As I told you they would. I told you they'd invent this story. Left them no distribution plan for the vaccine. But superhero Joe Biden is going to come in, and his new plan is 100 million vaccinations in 100 days. And then we find out Bloomberg, a left-leaning rag, has already reported that the Trump administration was already doing that. How are they doing it? CNN reported there was no plan to do what Biden said he was going to do and said there was no plan. That's really weird. Sounds kind of like fake news and misinformation. Eh. Here's exhibit two, how the media is contributing to the downfall of the United States of America as you know it. You thought you lived in a free society? Good luck with that. Here's this. Washington Post. We warned you, folks. What did I tell you? Biden's going to ban fracking. Here's the Washington Post, Joe, fact checker. Whenever it's a fact checker, you know the opposite of what they're checking is true. Whatever they say, take the opposite. Washington Post Trump campaign promotes false claim that Biden would end fracking. Washington Post says that's false. We're here to defend Joe Biden like we always do. You know, we're here to rub his shoulders and who knows what else. That's weird. Check out this next headline. So that's a false claim. Biden would end fracking. Biden administration article by Katie Pavlich. Yes, we are following through with a fracking ban. (laughs) I warned you. In the fracking industry, voted for Joe Biden. Ah, he's not going to ban our jobs. Good luck. Sorry. All right. Listen, this is a great article. Let me move on. How did we get here? How did we get to this point? Sometimes I like to talk about the bigger ideological stuff. It's the stuff you can't do on, on Fox because the hits are, you know, two, four, five minutes long. You don't have enough time. This is exclusively a domain of my show, and I love these articles. There's an article at Discourse, or what's I don't even know the website. What is Can you put up the disc yeah, Discourse? I got it right. This is a great article. It's in the show notes today. Again, please subscribe to my newsletter. Show notes, same thing. Gosh, decide on a term already. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please subscribe. We're adding th- tens of thousands of people a day. The danger of unassailable ideas. Treating beliefs as truce makes it impossible for the academy to do its job. This is an article about some new book or something they're doing, but the article's fantastic. It is in the newsletter today. And I need you to read it because it talks about Joe knows we're going there. Joe, it's like yes, the black swan Joe. But there, but there are some people who come up on this show often because their insights are so profound, deep, and they're so smart um, that they need to be discussed often. Uh, one of them was the book The Black Swan, which I love. Um, and another one is uh, the, a great intellectual titan of our time, a man by the name of Thomas Sowell, who many of you know. He's cited in this piece. And one of the books they discuss in this piece, it's not a very long piece either. Is It's not Vision of the Anointed, which is my favorite Thomas Sowell book, but my second favorite, Conflict of Visions, which is a little deeper and a bit of a harder read than Vision of the Anointed, but it's a classic. And Conflict of Visions by Thomas Sowell explains why we are where we are right now, if I can segue from the beginning of the book about how we got here. How is it that media people you would think would be in a job dedicated to truth or actively fostering an environment of misinformation— while recommending totalitarian uh, suppression of opposing ideas and people challenging them. How would we get to that point? Well, we get to them because media people are not journalists. Let's just wipe yourselves clean of that now. There are some, Greenwald, but very few. The overwhelming majority of people in the media are not journalists. They are leftists. They're not even liberals. They're leftists. Leftists will always be totalitarians because of the very nature of their thinking described in this piece. Let me get to it because there are two screenshots from this piece that are super important. Leftists, and I'm talking about the media right now, and you can lump it up, but that's what they are. Leftists believe that institutions can be perfected. In other words, that failures in society are evidence of failures of government. And if we just had stronger, smarter, more compassionate people in government, we can get to a more perfect society. You hear leftists say it all the time. We got to be crystal clear on this. Why? This is the conflict of visions we have and why us who believe in freedom, individual liberty, and God-given rights, why there is absolutely no overlap. It's discussed in this piece at length with the circle analogy. Always, There's no overlap in the circles. Why we will never agree with them, ever. There's no overlap. Leftists believe the failures of society are the failures of institutions, and if we just had super smart, the intelligentsia, academics, and elites in charge over you dopey deplorables, you've heard them use the language, society can be perfected. Joe, as the audience ombudsman, I'm going to need you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's one vision. Mm-hmm. So hence the title of Soul's book, <laughs> Conflict of Visions. That's the leftist vision in the media. It's a dangerous one. Sounds cute. They call that, Thomas Sowell calls that the unconstrained vision, that these people, we're unconstrained. We can perfect society. We can get there. We just need smarter people. Us, the liberty lovers, we have a constrained vision. Here's the conflict. The constrained vision is that we're all sinners, that evil is real, that the world is full of trade-offs, That institutions, if given absolute power, will fail because we're all sinners and institutions will be run by people and evil is real and it'll only amplify that evil. And therefore, we have to consider everything in terms of trade-offs and limit other people's power over your life and constrain them. Constrain government, empower individuals, have strong law and order, enterprise to stop evil individuals, we're not all evil, but we are all sinners, to constrain people from engaging in their worst impulses and attacking and taking away the liberty of others. That's the constrained vision. It's explained pretty beautifully in this short piece in Discourse, which again, I encourage you to read. It'll be in the show notes today. This is why this friction will never stop. Let's go first to the piece, screenshot number one here, about the liberal unconstrained vision says, quote, running through the tradition of the unconstrained vision is the conviction that foolish or immoral choices explain the evils of the world and that wiser or more moral and humane social policies are the solution. There you go. If we just had smarter people in charge, more empathetic, these institutions like government, Joe, can be perfected and we can engage in this more perfect union Let's go to screenshot number two about the constrained vision, where we realize that institutions are destined to fail as they become more powerful, but powerful because they're populated by people who are sinners too. Check this out. By contrast, the great Thomas Sowell argued, the constrained vision sees the evils of the world as deriving from the limited and unhappy choices available. Given the inherent moral and intellectual limitations of human beings. So I'll describe the resulting correlation with the differences in policy prescriptions. What does that mean, folks? There's no overlap here. You believe government can solve problems with smarter people. We believe people are inherently flawed and the more power you you give them, the more they will be corrupted. Those two things can never coexist. The leftist impulse to empower people over your life and take away your liberty and give it to them their liberty over your life to make decisions for you will always edge towards totalitarianism. That's why the leftist media wants you shut up because they just believe if them, the smart people, if they, the smart people, excuse me, were in charge, the world would be a more perfect place. We know that, of course, to be absolutely false. That the only way to bend the arc of history towards prosperity and freedom is to enact policies that preserve freedom, not take it away. We believe in Pareto optimization that any policy should be viewed through the lens of does it help at least one person without hurting anyone? Think about that. How many policies How many policies can you point to that have done that? Helped at least one person while hurting no one? The answer is you probably can't think off the top of your head of any. Of any that have actually done that. That's why we believe in a limited government, unlimited individuals. All right, I've got a lot to get to. So it's Friday. We always have to pack in a lot of stuff. You know what? Let me get to my last sponsor. I got a quick Biden watch. Biden watch starting today. Starting today, the corruptocrat family. So Biden watch, I got a couple things I need you to be uh, have your antenna up for. Look at it. What am I showing you on our Rumble video? My Vincero. You know, I love my Vincero watches. Stop wasting your money on those overpriced, ridiculous looking watches. Get the best looking watches out there. And save yourself a boatload of money, too. I have two. This is the Altitude with the blue face. You see me wearing this one with the brown band often. This is the black band with the blue face. I love them both. Joe has the green Altitude. Paula's got a bunch of Vinceros, too, because we love them. It's a new year. Prove yourself. No better way to do it than to get a nice watch, a beautiful watch. Go to Vincero. Vincero knows how to make you look and feel your best. They help keep you motivated through 2021. It's always nice to get compliments, too. People always ask me about my watches. Looking to upgrade your look? Don't waste money on cheap cookie-cutter watches that don't get you noticed. They believe you deserve to look good no matter your budget. Here's where you go for the best watches out there I ain't wearing anything else. And ain't is a word in this case. Go to vincerowatches.com slash bongino. Check out my favorite picks, the Altitude and the S, and take advantage of my special discount while you shop. It's important to shop now because they have a brand new, limited edition release for the new year, and they do sell out fast. We always, like... We, we, <laughs> we head to the website after I read these spots and they sell a ton of them. Vincero understands the frustrations of online shopping. They get it, they make it easy. With the new year, they're offering a five-year warranty and 365-day return policy. These are some of the best promises in the business. It's stress-free shopping with fair and terrific and honest prices. When you put it on, you immediately know you got more than you paid for. It's the best value for your money guaranteed. It's a timepiece you'll use. It's a timepiece that'll last. It's something that'll help you look and feel incredible, take on the day and accomplish everything you do you want in this new year. This deal really is too good to pass up on. Get the year started right away. Go to vincerowatches.com slash Bongino. How do you spell Vincero? It's V-I-N-C-E-R-O. Get that URL right. Use my discount code Bongino. It'll be auto-applied at checkout. Do not pay full price for these beautiful timepieces. Use my discount code Bongino. Go to vincerowatches.com slash Bongino. Join the thousands of other listeners and get your watch today. Check that baby out. All right, folks. Thanks, Vincero Watches. All right, let's get back to Biden Watch. We're going to motor through these quick because I got to get to the Flint stuff. I've been teasing it all week. It'll be a real shame. <laughs> Dude, you'd be probably mad at me. We only teased it every day. First, Washington Examiner story. Ladies and gentlemen, the threat to the filibuster is real. Very real. If they dump the filibuster in the Senate, that means the Democrats and far left radical Joe Biden and more radical Kamala Harris will pass whatever they like with just 51 votes in the Senate. Now they have to get 60 to crack a filibuster. Well, Mitch McConnell, who I'm extremely disappointed in, is arguing right now with Chuck Schumer about the filibuster It's causing a stalemate. Susan Fariccio, Washington Examiner, filibuster stalemate stalls new Senate. Folks, for those of you out there saying they'll never change the rules, Joe Manchin has already said, Democrat senator from West Virginia, he's not going to vote to dump the filibuster. If you think Manchin is the real deal, again, I've got a series of bridges. I connect Stewart to Palm City. I will sell you super cheap, less than 10 bucks. Don't be a fool. Manchin, you can never count on Manchin. Ever. He's a Democrat. Why they keep voting for him in West Virginia? I don't understand. Now, if they get rid of the filibuster, that will cause the Democrats real problems. Why? They'll get to pass their agenda. Well, they might. They might pass their agenda. There's a slim margin in the House. But here's a problem for the Democrats. Mark Kelly from Arizona, a Democrat who just got elected in what used to be a red state of Arizona, and Raphael Warnock, who just got elected in what used to be a red state of Georgia, they're both up again in 2022 in the United States Senate. You really want them on the record, dumping the filibuster, D.C. statehood, massive tax hikes? You really want that, Democrats? You tried that already with dumping the filibuster for judicial appointments. Remember that? That didn't work out for you well, did it? Remember, 2022 and 2024, too, are right around the corner. So it'd be really fascinating if we were to take back the Senate, the House, and the presidency, and then we only needed 51 votes, wouldn't it? Maybe uh, Schumer should rethink that. Biden watch begins. Uh, number two, just a news story. Be in the newsletter today. Our, the great John Solomon site. Biden halts work on the border wall. Gee, that's a great idea, Joe. Let's send a message to migrants. It's open season. Come on up to America. No border wall, no nothing. Especially with the coronavirus raging. Not that that's you know an issue anywhere globally right now. Not that we need to vet people. Wait, I thought we were focused on domestic terrorists. So now we're going to dump the border wall and let people just walk into the United States, unscreened for any potential health issues or ties to criminal organizations or anything. We're going to, I thought we were worried about the, so we're worried about masking up and we're worried about the coronavirus here, rightfully so. But no, no, let anybody come in unscreened totally. You can't fly in without taking a test, but you can just walk in. Makes sense to Biden, apparently. They want to spy on American citizens, but don't worry about people just walking into the country. It's not like, Joe, international terrorists will say, well, Biden's getting soft on the border again. It's not like they'll hear that or anything like that. Mm. You know, everything's, of course, is limited. Information doesn't travel globally instantaneously. Of course, you sense my sarcasm. Here's another story by Fox News. We're back to the third party payoff system again. Remember the Obama administration pulled this stunt? Biden gives the Department of Justice the green light to resume the Obama-era slush funds, the payouts to liberal groups. Remember this? The Obama administration was infamous for this. Trump administration dumped it. What would they do? The Obama DOJ would take major companies to court, Gibson Guitars, Bank of America, sue them. They would win and then give them credit in the lawsuit and say, hey, you you owe the government, whatever, 100 million. We'll give you credit. In other words, if you give $50 million rather than $100 million to these liberal groups, we'll give you credit for that. So you can give $100 million to the government or $50 million to liberal groups. That sounds like shaking companies down. The Obama administration loved it. They were given groups, uh, given to all these liberal groups, Bank of America, Gibson Guitar was forced to give money to the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation. That's back. All right. I want to get to two final stories. Biden Watch will be doing this every single day. So now we're back to paying off liberal groups using taxpayer dollars. That sounds fair. Border wall, we're dumping that. And what was the other one? The first one I talked about. The filibuster. Yeah, yeah, they want to dump the filibuster. That sounds great. Two more things to get to. Number one, what is gaslighting? I want to end on this because we're talking about a media center gaslighting. What is gaslighting? And number two, I want to talk about just going back to my prior story in the discourse. The clearest current example of constrained versus unconstrained visions. How liberals think government can fix everything. Conservatives think government is populated by sinners and will only screw it up the more power you give them. First, what is gaslighting? The media does it all the time. Just watch CNN. Lie to you all day. Remember the movie Gaslight? Some of you, maybe a little uh, younger, may not remember that one. Honestly, I never saw it. Me but I know about the movie because I know about gaslighting. <laughs> none of us were neither None of us. A more recent version of the movie Gaslight that describes gaslighting, based on the near-eponymously named movie Gaslight, is the movie uh, is the movie Girl on the Train with Emily Blunt. Some of you may have seen that. One. I saw that one. I saw it in Los Angeles with Paula when I was out there for a trip. Gaslighting is when you tell someone a lie like the media does. You tell that lie often. You tell that lie with extreme and absolute confidence. You don't equivocate one, but you know it's a lie. But you tell it with absolute confidence. And you repeat it over and over. And then you isolate people from the truth. So the idea behind the movie Gaslight and Girl on the Train, which I did see, is you can get people to believe in alternate reality. You can get people to believe in things that are in fact fake, that didn't happen. You can get them to believe they actually happened. Gaslighting's a fancy term for, again, lying, lying often, and isolating people from the truth. How's that relevant? Well, I've been talking about this Flynn story all week. Here it is. You know, we showed you these 302s when Mike Flynn was interviewing with the FBI and how Mike Flynn, General Mike Flynn, when he interviewed with the FBI, Mike Flynn was fired by the president because they allegedly talked about sanctions. Flynn mentioned sanctions. There's no mention of sanctions whatsoever. If you look at these 302s, they, Flynn in his interview with the FBI was talking about a separate issue, the expulsion of Russian diplomats. He never mentioned the sanctions on Russia. They were two separate things. I've, I've, forgive me for the repeating this on the show, but it's important in terms of gaslighting. Here's 3021. If you flip around, here's the second one. You'll see expulsions comes up again. No mention of sanctions. Then you'll see in the third portion of the 302, the FBI summary, there's Flynn again talking about the expulsion of the Russian diplomats. Now, there are probably 150 million liberals in the country who still to this day are convinced that Mike Flynn lied to the FBI about sanctions on Russia when sanctions on Russia were never, ever discussed by the FBI. I had a fight with John Swan from Axios about this. It never happened. He talked about the expulsion of the Russian diplomats. Here's an article from The Daily Caller, an interview Mike Flynn gave right as this whole thing was coming down. Exclusive and final interview, defiant Flynn insists he crossed no lines and that leakers must be prosecuted. This is from 2017. Flynn even recognizes in the interview that he talked about the expulsion of the Russian diplomats and never the sanctions he was arrested for and fired for. Sounds like he was gaslit. Quote, Flynn said there was a brief discussion of the Russian diplomats who were being expelled by the Obama administration in retaliation for interference in the campaign. Here's Flynn's direct quote. It wasn't about sanctions, the conversation with the FBI, that is. It was about the 35 guys who were thrown out. So that's what it turned out to be. It was basically, look, I know this happened. We'll review everything. I never said anything such as we're going to review sanctions or anything like that. You want to see how powerful gaslighting is? how you can get people to believe in alternate reality, even though they know and suspect what you're telling them is false. Flynn never mentioned sanctions. That's a lie. Yet millions of Americans believe that. Flynn acknowledged shortly afterwards in an interview with The Daily Caller that he never, ever mentioned sanctions. He was only talking about the expulsions. Yet we recently saw these documents based on these new declassifications. And look at later on what Flynn tells the FBI after being bombarded by the media and everyone else telling him he lied about sanctions, even though I showed you the FBI's document, it's not true. It's totally a made up story. Flynn himself started to believe it. Look at this. This is amazing. This is a Flynn interview he gave. We just got this. Flynn thanked him and said that day the Trump administration would look at everything once they got into office. Based on this conversation, he's talking about the conversation with the Russian ambassador, Flynn concluded that he must have discussed sanctions on the December 29th call, even if he could not specifically remember doing so. You see the danger of the society we live in right now? where the media can invent an entirely false narrative with no evidence at all. The FBI's own documents prove Mike Flynn never, ever discussed sanctions, ever. We have a transcript of the call. Sanctions are never brought up by Flynn, ever. It's a fake story, 1,000%. And yet the gaslighting was so effective that Flynn himself, towards the end, starts to believe this fake story that he discussed sanctions with the Russian ambassador. Amazing. And not one person in the media will come out and defend this guy. Not one. Outside of maybe me and John Solomon and a few others, Hannity and others. No one in the mainstream media that's supposed to be fact-based journals will come out and defend this guy and say, guys, that story we told America about Flynn lying about sanctions is obviously made up. You did a good job. You even got Flynn to believe it. That's incredible. We have the transcript. It never happened. That's the power of misinformation. CNN misinformation. MSNBC misinformation. New York Times misinformation. Washington Post misinformation. All right, let me end with this story because it's a, um, I bounced around a little bit because we got a lot to get to, but I always like to kind of go back and just rehash what we discussed. So we talked about that article in Discourse, that Discourse magazine, which is a good one, worth your time. I want you to read this article, too, in our newsletter today, because it's the clearest current example of why the conflict divisions, why current leftism, which is totalitarianism, powerful government, the absence of individual civil liberties, the absence of free speech, and us empowered individuals, economic freedom, the Bill of Rights, why we can't exist, coexist anyway. Here's the clearest current example of how these two visions can't possibly exist and how liberals believe there's always some government solution and not just a real-world trade-off between less bad solutions, right? Let's go to this Washington Examiner article. It's a good one. Abigail uh, Hale, kick the ev- eviction moratorium to the curb. What's this about? Quickly. The Biden administration extended by executive order, this moratorium on on evictions. You may say you're listening right now. You may go, oh my gosh, an economic crisis. Of course, that's the right thing to do because liberals answer with emotion. And of course, they believe in their unconstrained vision that the government can just fix this, Joe, with the stroke of a pen. Mm -hmm. Just sign your name. So let's go with the unconstrained vision here. Let's look at screenshot one. How, again, government can fix everybody's problems from the Washington Examiner piece. If we just had smarter people in charge. Quote, Washington Examiner, many are quick to demonize landlords. I mean, how can someone be so heartless and evict someone during a pandemic? There you go. That sums up the unconstrained vision right there in the Washington Examiner piece. It's being sarcastic in the piece, of course. You can't evict people in a pandemic. And any person with a heart, me included, who has any sense of empathy, is saying, yeah, that sounds really bad. But ladies and gentlemen, we live in a world of trade-offs, in a world of constraints, in a world of difficult choices, and that forces people who live in the real world, who believe in liberty and freedom and trade-offs, to say, well, the problem doesn't go away just because the government said so. So if we do that and sign an edict saying, landlords, you can't evict anyone, What's the trade off? What then happens? Liberals don't have to ask that question ever. You copy, Joe? Liberals, it stops right yeah. there. Liberals never ask questions because they're not, they're pseudo intellectuals. They're dopey. I should say leftists because true liberals do ask questions. Like, hey, if we let the government spy, what happens then? Maybe they'll spy on us too. No, leftists don't ask those questions. They're silly. It stops there. They say Joe Biden said evictions will stop. So therefore, everyone will have a home and we can all sing and cheer and watch episodes of Winnie the Pooh? Well, let's go to screenshot two. This is the constrained vision, where we realize the world is a difficult place with difficult choices, and we actually have to consider uh, the results of our policy decisions. Is this Pareto optimized? Have we helped at least one person without hurting anyone else? Eh, wrong. Washington Examiner. While people often envision landlords as wealthy, this is not always the case. Nearly 50% of all rental units are owned by mom and pop landlords, people who own one or, one or two properties. And while renters may be able to escape paying their rent temporarily, the landlords must still pay the mortgage, property taxes, and maintenance costs. So again, in a constrained vision of liberty and freedom respecting individuals who are forced to be thinkers and grapple with hard choices, We have to say to ourselves, well, that sounds really nice. Like, let's not evict people. And I understand having a sense of empathy. But have you considered the fact that you're going to be now bankrupting landlords who themselves are not wealthy, 50% of them, who are then going to have to pay for the properties without the money coming in to pay for them? Have you considered any of that? Of course you haven't. You're a leftist, a totalitarian by nature who believes in the brute force of government to solve all society's problems. While we, liberty-loving people, believe any blanket government, quote, solution, dreaded air quotes, will only create new problems. That's why we restrain government to areas of mass consensus, or we try, military, courts, and leave the rest to people and states and local government. Not leftists. Their impulse will always be totalitarianism. It's the first show in a while we didn't use any video. Joe was like, any video coming today? I'm like, no, it's going to be a little bit of a deeper dive today. I hope you enjoyed it. It's been a really great week, folks, despite everything going on um, with the show, at least. You all have been very loyal to me. Thank you for the donations. If you'd still like to donate, you can go to yesterday's show notes, episode 1440. The top link is on my daughter's charity drive for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We deeply and sincerely appreciate your incredible support. We had some really big donations. You all are amazing. And one small request again, or two, I should say, uh, please make BonginoReport.com your new home for your morning news. I think it's the best news aggregator in the business. We give you the best stories of the day and subscribe to my video show. We're at 1.2 million subscribers. Subscribe for free. Rumble.com slash Bongino. No money. You just click play and you can watch the video show. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks a lot, folks. We'll see you all next week. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.